Previously on the Dice Girls. You see three characters start painting and writing on Megzi's storefront. You recognize the big burly human man as Garrison. They take off and you see them shift into tigers. We should let someone know. Maybe Hyoni, because she's the one who helps out all the shifters. There were three vandals last night. All three of them were werefolk. Hyoni looks appalled. Rachna, you get the feeling that maybe Hyoni isn't as shocked as she's letting on. Hyoni, is there something you're not telling us? There's nothing that I have to hide from anybody. I don't believe you. With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. Love you. <laughs> uh, so Rachna has just said, I don't believe you. When you say that to Hyoni, her eyes flash with anger. And she, like, she glares at you, Rachna. And she says, you've come into town stirring up trouble for our townsfolk by asking about people who don't want to be found. You've spread rumors about the other new people in town by calling them liars. You've insulted Plog. You've made fun of Megzi's entire race with mocking songs. You falsely convinced her she was in danger of being murdered. You've brewed up some wild story about our werefolk terrorizing the town. And now you're accusing me of being a liar as well? Is there anyone else in town you'd like to insult? Or do you think this has been quite enough? To be honest, most of that was Trigus. <laughs> own up to it. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, like, what? Oh, well, the, I'm out. Like, what do I say to that? You know? <laughs> I was just like, insulting people with songs, <laughs> calling people liars. I'm like, Trigus, Trigus, Trigus. Okay, that one was us. Trigus, Trigus. <laughs> Trigus, what is your reaction when, when Kai says, when Kai throws you under the bus like that? I just, I don't quite understand. Why am I responsible for her anger? Well, you have been singing a lot of offensive songs lately, Trace. <laughs> but they're songs that are meant to lift one's spirits and bring joy. That's not what they did. <laughs> oh, it made people sad? Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to sing louder next time. <laughs> so, um, Megzi looks super, like, shocked at, like, Hyoni's rant and, like, very uncomfortable. Vince is kind of looking back and forth between your group and the other shop owners and Hyoni, and he just looks a little unsure of what is going on here. Rosemary looks at you in angry disbelief that you would cause so much trouble in her town. Look, we didn't come here to cause trouble. Well, that's exactly what you seem to have done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, we're new here. <laughs> and that excuses you from behaving like decent people? I thought behaving like decent people was the goal. So yes, we have met our goal. I do not agree with you, and I believe there are many in town who would feel the same. But we want to be friends with everyone, even the liars. There you go again, calling people names. I mean, they did lie. I mean, that's not... You just said they, they lied. We can call them liars if they've lied. 
The only proof we have that they have lied is your word. You seem to be very defensive. When Kai tells Hayoni that she's being defensive, she huffs and says, I don't have to stay and put up with this. And now you're avoiding questions. (laughs) And she turns around and stalks out of James' shop. And everyone is kind of standing there in disbelief. She didn't answer any of our questions. Yeah, what are we going to do without the question, lady? Trigus. She's, she's, that's not what she does. She makes candles. Look, everyone, I'm I'm sorry. We don't mean to come here and, and cause trouble for you guys. I, I'm being honest when I say we're really just trying to help. I don't know if anyone else here has had any reason to disbelieve Hyoni, but something just wasn't right there. Rockna, roll me a persuasion check, please. Can I roll another one? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a three. Oh, boy. Yeah. Plus one. <laughs> boy. So that's a four. Rosemary is the one who speaks up. And she still looks pretty angry. And she says, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. I do believe we need to look into it more. But I also believe it would do you well to not tick off anybody else in town. Is that something you can manage to do? Probably not. <laughs> I'm like, I really want to say no, but would Kai say no? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I think what we need to do is we need to find the people who ran into the forest and ask them questions. We need to take them to the question store. Mm, That might not be a good idea. Because if Hyoni's around while we question them, they might feel pressured to lie. Then let's take them to the OHOP. Maybe we find them and we don't bring them back to town. Rosemary says, that sounds a little ominous. I don't, I don't mean anything by it. I just mean that if we're going to not take off anybody in town, maybe we shouldn't be in town. Megzi looks a little worried when you say that. And, and she says, but, but you guys, you guys were, were protecting me. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to do, but I don't think, I don't want you guys to leave. Aww. <laughs> Rockness heart melts. <laughs> maybe we should go talk to the old people. Maybe they would know what to do. We don't want Megzi to be scared. All right, yeah. Yeah, that Maybe might be a better should. idea. How do we get there? Vince is the one who, again, he still seems pretty unsure. Like, he's not positive about what's going on here, but he knows something is up. Vince says to you, well, the elders are just, they're at, they're at Sage Manor, is what it's called. It's just outside of the center of town. All you have to do is cross the town square. It's down from the better H&G and the OHOP. It's You'll, you won't be able to miss it. It's a big, big home, big manor. Will we be attacked by rats? <laughs> Vince looks real confused. You know, I think we'll, we'll be okay. We'll find it. Thank you very much for your help. Okay, We're bye. Go now. Bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Megzi draws a little heart in the air with Aww. her hands, with her fingers. Meow. <laughs> Trigger snow. Oh, Rosemary looks a little unsure of sending you off on your own, and you hear them talking about finding Hyoni uh, and talking to her as you exit James's leather shop. Well, that went well. Yeah. <laughs> I feel real good about all of that. <laughs> uh, shall we go? Yeah, let's go. Let's get this over with. I am ready. Trigus, we need to talk. <laughs> Don't talk to the elders. <laughs> Just don't even say me. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. Un- until we can gauge how good their sense of humor is, <laughs> don't talk to them. <laughs> Understood. I mean, at the very least, don't call them old people. Don't yeah. call them uh, wrinkly or 
Don't ask, like, what's wrong with their face. Yeah. Oh, Oh, is there something wrong with their faces? No. I mean, if they're old, they're probably going to be a little wrinkly. Cracked, like Claire? Yes. Okay. But we don't... Claire. Claire's cool with it, because Claire's Claire. Right. But these guys might not be cool with it. Okay, so I'll just probably just stay to the back and let you... Yeah, maybe the give talking? them a friendly wave, but no more than that. Okay, I can do this. I am excited for my new mission of waving. I have a lot of experience with waves. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I think that talk went well, right? So. <laughs> On to the old cracked people we go. <laughs> Goodness. Ty is very triggered today. So, the three of you, um, you walk down the street, you pass Better H&G uh, and the OHOP. Right on the other side of those, the part of town you haven't been into yet, uh, it opens up into a town square, uh, and there's, again, more shops on the side, um, some bigger shops because it's a bigger area in Asylum. Uh, in the center of the town square, you see a large bronze statue, and the statue features a grinning human man uh, mid-jump into the arms of a smiling orc man. And beyond, uh, you can see beyond the statue, the rest of the city, the town square, narrows off again into a pathway and a little ways in the distance you can see what you're assuming to be Sage Manor. And Trigus just, I want the orc man to catch me. And he just starts running. (laughs) (laughs) And then he jumps. I'm assuming he doesn't quite clear it. It's a big statue. It's like, <laughs> it's bigger than life-size triggers. You could probably reach the, like, you could probably hit the base of it mm-hmm. and, like, land maybe where their feet are, but I want you to roll me an acrobatics check. Okay. A 15. Oh, I thought it was a 1. Also, it's a 1. <laughs> Plus He's taking damage. Plus 5. <laughs> Trigus, you leap onto the base of this statue and somehow none of the pokey parts <laughs> touch you at all. You land very gracefully at the feet of the orc man. Guys. Trigus, no, come down. Trigus. Let's get in on the love. Come on. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, we're kind of on a time-sensitive mission here, Trigus. Oh, mission. That's right. I got to wave at people. Let's go. <laughs> Eyes on the prize. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, As you continue on towards uh, Sage Manor, you see that it is an absolutely gorgeous two-story house. It's like the rest of the town, um, made with logs. It's just like a a two-story log cabin. And Trigus is just waving. (laughs) Not yet, Trigus. Will you you tell me when is the appropriate time to wave? Yes. What ho? (laughs) Is anybody home? Trigus? Yes. What did we tell you? Oh, now I wave? No. No talking. <laughs> okay. Ragna knocks on the door. Ragna has learned previously what to do at a door. <laughs> previously on the Dice Girls. <laughs> Flashback to episode like four. <laughs> when when Ragna first encountered a door. door. <laughs> and went to go ask some people. Your life has never been the same. Nope. Um, you knock on the door, and a moment later, a female orc, who looks like she's in her mid-30s, uh, opens up the door and smiles at you. She's wearing um, simple pants and a plain shirt. Um, she's not very ornately dressed at all. Um, and she says, well, hello there. I'm, what can I do for you? Uh, hi. Um, we're here to... We need to speak to the elders. It's kind of urgent. <laughs> 
And what would this be pertaining to? Liars and painters. <laughs> Trigus! We told what did we <sighs> I tried. I tried. Trigus. The orc woman looks very confused. No, well, it's about the vandalism that's been going around town. Ah, oh, I see. And you believe you have information for the elders? Yeah. Very well. My name is Jory. Follow me. And she turns and walks into the manor. Uh, Jory leads you into a, a large main room where you see rows of empty chairs. And then at the, at the far end of the room, kind of up on a bit of a platform, is a long table. It's covered in a black tablecloth, a long black tablecloth that reaches all the way uh, to the platform. And seated behind that table, you see three people. You see an elderly human man who looks to be maybe in his 70s. Um, his hair is like a shock of white. It's very messy. His face is covered in wrinkles and age spots. Um, you also see a female half-orc who appears to be in about her 60s or so. Um, she's wearing overalls and like a white shirt underneath. You also see a female uh, stern-looking dark-skinned elf with white hair and deep age lines on her face. And as Jory leads you into the room, you also see an empty chair at the end of this long table. As Jory leads you into the room, uh, she walks up onto the platform and takes a seat in the fourth chair at the elders' table, um, which is a little unusual to you because Jory appears to be in about her mid-30s. Were you expecting us? <laughs> and you're all just conveniently seated. <laughs> Uh, the old man speaks up, uh, he gets like a grin on his face, and he says, oh, what can I do an old man voice? (laughs) (laughs) Should have thought about that before you made elder characters. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, you elders. Why didn't I make the man the young one? (laughs) Well... We, we knew some trouble were, was happening around town, so we figured it'd be best to be prepared. We, we thought someone would be coming to us sooner or later. So you're just gonna sit here all day? <laughs> <laughs> Until somebody comes and tells you stuff? <laughs> so, sounds like a crappy job. <laughs> the man laughs. And he says, no, 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 don't get me wrong. We've, we've only been sitting here for maybe about ten minutes or so. You all just have really good timing. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> we take turns, like going to the bathroom and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we, we take shifts. There's cards. We've got cards stashed under here. And the female elf, the female elf kind of like narrows her eyes a little bit at him. And she looks at the three of you um, sternly. And says, what brings you here to the Council of Elders? And Trigus starts waving, like, frantically, because I think this is my moment. And the elf thinks that you're asking to speak, and so she says, yes. Oh, no. Oh, uh, liars and painters. I I told Jewelry this, but she may not have passed the word on to you. We're here because of liars and painters. She said yes. (laughs) But we didn't say yes. (laughs) 
in a world where adventure awaits and danger lurks around every corner. An unlikely group of friends find themselves on the path to becoming heroes, but school will only get them halfway. Merlin, the human warlock barber guy. Oh god, no, I gotta buff his butt! No! Can I refuse business? Ubo, the turtle artificer. Well, it doesn't work yet, but uh, I'm working on it. Ultrex, the discarded warforged paladin. I don't eat or sleep or wear clothes, so I just sit in the corner and wait. And Clyde, the Goliath barbarian in skinny jeans. They're called skinny pelts, okay? Find us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast by searching for Halfway to Heroes. Hey Dicelings, it's Becca back again for some more announcements and fun stuff. There's a lot going on today. I feel like I say that every single week (laughs) and there keeps being more things going on. So I think that's just a thing that happens, which is the whole reason that I do this mid-roll, right? So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dice Girls. I hope you are enjoying it. I want to give a huge shout out to the NPCs that we have this episode that are named after Twitter followers who have tweeted about the show, namely our four elders. Crimson is named for at Crimson Pleasure. Jory uh, is named for at Fluffy Lops. Kendra is at Kendra Marcuse. And then Matthew is named for at Kino360 Experience. We have new NPC names coming up all the time. And so if you would like the chance to get your name on the Dice Girls, all you have to do is tweet about the show using that hashtag. Again, it's hashtag the Dice Girls. Another huge thank you to our new patrons on Patreon. Gil and Karen are both new patrons this week. Just, it, you're awesome. You're, that's all, you're just, you're amazing. We adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have some super, super exciting news this week. We have our very first sponsor, um, Wyvern Workshop. Uh, you can find them at wyvernworkshop.com. They're an online shop that sells like handmade necklaces and jewelry and, and beautiful chainmail dice bags. And they just have all sorts of really unique and cool items on there. And they have a discount code just for us. It's Dice Girls Pod Fan. And that has no expiration date. It gets you 20% off of any order, no minimum purchase. Uh, they add new items into their store almost daily. We were lucky enough to get some of those items. And uh, Kim and Alexa just had the most hilarious conversation about the items that they got. So I'm going to let you guys listen to that right now. Hey, uh, Alexa, do you see this? Are you looking at my necklace? I'm looking at your necklace. It's a it's a D20 pendant by Wyvern Workshop. It's pretty sweet. Isn't it great? Yeah. You know what the best part is? What? About when like when I'm wearing it? What? I'm stronger. <laughs> I no, I'm you laugh, but I was able to pick out this thing that I thought there's no way I could pick it up, but I have my D20 <laughs> necklace on and I make friends. I mean, I've made some friends and, you know, this it's a conversation piece. <laughs> I mean, it looks great. Doesn't it? Yeah. I like yours. You like mine? Yeah, yours is super cool. Yeah, my room Movable D20 pendant. Yeah, because you know what? I can take my favorite D20 with me everywhere. <gasps> you can put any D20 in there. Any. I didn't even think about that part. You could even color coordinate, like, according to your outfit. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You're going to make friends. I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> 
That was Kim and Alexa talking about their items from Wyvern Workshop. Again, that promo code that you can use is DiceGirlsPodFan, and that'll get you 20% off WyvernWorkshop.com. Huge thank you to them for being a sponsor of the show. Another cool thing that we're doing this month is participating in the Min-Max Mankind Challenge from Stupid Lawful, and Alexa did our role for that this episode, so here is that. Uh, my name is Alexa, and I play Kai. Uh, I will be participating in the Min-Max Mankind Challenge. Uh, the charity we chose is One Drop for Flint. I will be rolling a d20 to determine how much we are donating. 19. That was our role for Min Max Mankind. You can find out more information uh minmaxmankind.org if you would like to participate this month. That's a really cool idea. And then the um, charity that we are donating to is One Drop for Flint. Uh, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, they are bringing clean drinking water to the residents of Flint, Michigan. One more quick announcement and then I'm out of here. I'm going to be at Phoenix Fan Fusion at the end of this month. It's going on May 23rd to 26th. I'm just going to be there as an attendee. I won't be on any panels or anything like that. Um, But I'm super ridiculously excited. Like, I wish you could have been there when I found out that this was an actual thing. Um, The amazing people over at the Geek Life uh, reached out to the Dice Girls to invite us to one of their events, and I didn't even know that the Phoenix Fan Fusion was a thing, and then I found out, and then I died of happiness. So, I'm dead, and this is my ghost. Uh, My ghost will be attending the Phoenix Fan Fusion May 23rd to 26th. If you are also there and you see me, please come say hi. I would love to meet y'all. Um, or if you want to like message me on Twitter, we could even like get together or meet up or whatever. I think that would be just like the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I will be there. I think that's it. Uh, another one last thank you to everyone to listening and we're going to get back to the show. See you next week. Elders are watching this small spectacle. The half-orc who's sitting next to the human man looks quite amused. She's, like, trying to hide a smile. Jory looks a little confused. I think what my friends are trying to say here is that we've got some information on the vandalism that's been going on in town lately. In fact, we caught three people in the act last night. The elf woman studies you for just a moment and she says very well the council would like to hear the information that you have regarding this case what are your names uh, i am rachna i am trigus garganath i'm kai <laughs> she nods at the three of you as you introduce yourselves and says my name is crimson i believe you've already met jory that over there is Matthew, and she points to the elderly human man. And then she points to the female half-orc uh, sitting at the end of the table um, and says, And that is Kendra. Now that we've all met, what information do you have to bring us? Um, well, last night we caught three people vandalizing a painting um, the outside of Megzi's shop. However, I don't... Before I tell you who they are or anything else about them, I do want to stress that I don't think that they're the instigators here. I, uh, we all feel, right guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we don't think they're acting alone. 
Exactly. They could be pressured. Somebody could be putting pressure on them to be carrying out these vandalisms. Crimson's mouth is in a straight line. And she tilts her head a little and looks at Rachna and Kai and says, Are you suggesting that you might be withholding information because you don't think we could come to that proper conclusion ourselves? No, we just wanted to... We're, uh, we're gonna tell you. We just wanted to get that out there first. Um, to be fair, we're new in town. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, with all of this going on, it seems to involve people who both want and don't want your town to be run by elders. And and I don't mean anything against you by that. I'm only stating the facts that as I, as I know them. And so... I'm not saying we have reason to doubt you, only that we just don't have the full picture here. Crimson nods thoughtfully, and Kendra speaks up from the other end of the table, the um, half-orc woman in the overalls. And she says, well, do you, do you know who you think might be pressuring these people into doing things? That's, that's, that's pretty serious. We don't have any solid proof. Yeah. We don't... <laughs> We don't really have a lead on that one. <laughs> sort of. Sort of, kind of. Not enough evidence to accuse anyone. Are you talking about the lady at the question store? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure, yes, we are, but we don't have evidence to accuse somebody oh. of that. Jory says, who's... What is who are you talking about? Okay, well, before we get there, the reason we think that the people who were carrying out the vandalisms were being pressured is because one of them was a child. The other one was somebody who arrived in town just as we did. Did they arrive in town with you? A couple minutes before us. <laughs> so you're not traveling together? No. But we certainly haven't been here long, long enough to make decisions about your government or how your town should be run. Crimson nods in agreement. Like, <laughs> no, you certainly have not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so he shouldn't... He, mm. Jory speaks up and says, Don't you think this whole thing would be a little easier if we could just use names? We only know one name. Two names. <laughs> Matthew, like, laughs. He, like, lets out this, like... <laughs> Are you telling me... Hang on, that was not his voice at all. <laughs> Are you telling me that you don't have the full information at all? You don't even know names? And you're coming to us with this information? We know one name. <laughs> Possibly two. Matthew yeah. laughs again. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Crimson says, You said that you caught the people who were doing this. Where are they? In the woods. <laughs> 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 yeah, caught was a really loose term. Yeah. Um, caught as in uh, witnessed? Witnessed. 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 Tiger, tiger, bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Crimson stares at you, Trigus. Is there something... Is everything okay with you, good sir? He's just trying to say that they were all lycanthropes. <laughs> yes. I, yes, I am fine. I am very happy. Today is a good day. We ate at the OHOP. Is that what makes it a good day? Everything makes it a good day. Every day is a good day. I'm with my friends. 
And we are trying to help people. Why, why does it sound like he's about to burst in some, like, Spongebob song? <laughs> Christmas? Can I ask you something? Oh, no. I didn't realize oh, you were addressing Crimson. I did. Yeah. It's, it's Crimson, dear man. Yes, that is what I said. Is... Are you in need of a hug? You look as though you are in need of a hug. I have plenty to share. No, please do not. Oh, no. <laughs> Trigus. Yes. Is now when I wave? <laughs> no, now is when you don't go and hug people when they say no. Oh, I've learned. Uh, Crimson, after she says she doesn't want to hug, she says, But I do hope your days continue being good. Thank you. Oh, kind of ominous. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was sweet. Mm-hmm. I was just, she sounds a little ominous. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I hope you said that quietly enough. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is going well, right? Yeah. You guys think this is going well? Going yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the three of them are lycanthropes. Was the tiefling a child as well, or was it just a no girl. teenager. Well, okay. we said, I said girls. You said like girl. Young. Younger. Yeah. Little like, boy with a beard. He's like 20s. Man, yeah. Do they just come out with beards or what? Well, I mean, from what I know, dwarves have a longer lifespan. Yes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really answer the beard question. Well, I mean, though, I mean, their women have beards, so I'm guessing that they just beards. It's just beards all the way down. Beards, beards. Also, lycanthropes are unusually hairy, so maybe. Right. So, like. Double beards. <laughs> Double beards. <laughs> so, like, if most dwarves get their beards at, like, 12, this kid got it at, like, 6, probably. His beard has a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you All lift right. up his beard, there's another smaller beard underneath. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Anyway. Anyway. The three of them were lycanthropes. Two could turn into tigers. One could turn into a bear. That's what he was referencing with Tiger, Tiger, Bear. <laughs> the only one we knew was the bear, uh, a man named Garrison, who was the one who arrived in town shortly before we did. We met them in the woods before we got to town. You may have heard the song. Oh, God. We are sleeping in the forest. I don't think now's a good time. Yeah. I thought it would help bring her up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, we... I mean, if we're just I think laying it all, it. if we're if we're just laying it all out on the line, we met Garrison and two of his friends in the woods before we got here. They were pretending to be us. Blah blah blah. Yeah, both Kendra and Jory, their eyes are like wide <laughs> as they're taking in a lot of information <laughs> that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to them. Also, okay, so the other two, one was a dwarf boy with a large beard, and then there was a tiefling girl. That's all we got. That's all we know for certain. <laughs> then we have our speculations. <laughs> Would you like time to digest or should we go into that now? <laughs> so you dump all that information mm-hmm. on the Council of Elders and they look at each other for a moment and they kind of like lean into each other and, and you're not like super close to their table so you can hear like murmurs of them speaking to each other but you can't really hear exactly what they're saying. Do me a perception check. All of us? Yes. Okay. 18. 3. <laughs> uh, 14. <laughs> Is that after your modifiers? Oh yeah, it went down after my okay. modifiers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Rachna notices nothing. <laughs> 
Ragnar's in a room with chairs. <laughs> and there's some old people. And there's some old people at a table. Kai, you can kind of, based on their facial expressions, you can tell that this is a pretty serious matter to them. And Trigus. You- <laughs> why, why is Trigus getting all the high perception? <laughs> Trigus can also tell that it's a very serious matter, and you can also catch little tiny bits of their murmurs, and you hear Hyone's name. Mm. And they speak amongst themselves for a moment, and then they look back at you, and Crimson says, I do believe there was one more piece of information you had for us. Super speculation. We got no solid evidence. Yeah, we got nothing. 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 Just intuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just me. These guys didn't even notice. Hyone. <gasps> just like you guys just said. <laughs> Were you eavesdropping on our conversation, sir? Yes, I'm always eavesdropping. <laughs> Crimson looks pretty seriously at you. It would be of a benefit to you not to do so on our conversations in the future. Trigus covers his ears. <laughs> and bows. Jory kind of like puts her face in her hand like, oh my god. <laughs> Trigus, no. Um, both Matthew and Kendra look amused. And Kendra says, what makes you think it was Hyone? And what makes you think Hyone has any involvement in this at all? Well, when we first got to town... Garrison was speaking with Hyone, disappeared into her back room with her, and we hadn't seen him again until he vandalized Megzi's shop. Yeah, in fact, the two friends that came into town with him hadn't heard from him either, and they were worried about him. We ran into them a few days ago, and they were asking if we had seen him and all they were worried about him. We're pretty sure there's a secret tunnel. I wasn't pressing very hard on my ears. (laughs) (laughs) Also... Like, ten minutes ago, maybe, we confronted Hyone with the other shop owners. Well, okay, we just went, we didn't confront her. We didn't go there to confront her. We went to just tell them the information we had, and then she got, like, super defensive. I mean, to be fair, I didn't believe that she wasn't involved, and I told her that um, in front of everybody, so... (laughs) She got a little defensive, but she didn't answer any of our questions, and she didn't do anything to prove her innocence, so... Matthew chuckles again. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Jory says, Do you think it might be possible that she was feeling defensive because she's in charge of of mentoring all of the lycanthropes who come through Asylum. Naturally, if her charges were accused of committing vandalism, she might feel a little defensive about that, wouldn't you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah. But she's acting super suspicious. (laughs) But like we said, like, speculation. We don't have any solid evidence on who is actually doing this. Yeah, and I mean, still, you know, Garrison was one of the vandals, and he had only just arrived in town at the same time we did. I don't think we've mentioned yet that what they were actually writing on the wall, well, it was no G-O-V, but I think a conclusion can be made there. There's a gang. Nogovs. I'm concerned. I'm worried about the cat girl. (laughs) Oh my god. Crimson nods and says, you have brought us much confusing information today. But it is information nonetheless. Yeah. 
The Council will think on this information and attempt to gather more information today, and we will hold a meeting tomorrow with all of the parties who have been accused and all suspicious parties, including the three of you. You are to be here tomorrow for this meeting, and we will hopefully find a conclusion to what has been going on here in Asylum. Will there be snacks? Matthew laughs. (laughs) Good luck on that one. I've been trying to get her to give us snacks for years. And Kendra smiles gently at you and says, Do you have any more questions before you are to be dismissed? Yes. Are you from the Dungeon Dumplings? (laughs) (laughs) She winks at you. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) No further questions. (laughs) 